Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to R slash malicious compliance, where a Karen gets fired. Our next Reddit post is from Jenny. So, I work for a maintenance and renovation company in Finland. My work consists mainly of customer service, answering the phone and talking to customers in person in the rare case that they show up to our office. Maybe 70% of all the calls we get are from the same few people, who are impossible to please and usually very rude. The woman in this story was one of the worst people I have ever had the displeasure to deal with. She wasn't reasonable in any way whatsoever and usually just resorted to shouting at me or my coworkers. What made the matter worse is that she was the chairman of the board of her condominium, which is in no way impressive since usually no one wants to do the job. For some reason, it still boosts the ego of some people so much that they think everyone else is beneath them. This brings us to the malicious compliance itself. The apartment building she lives in has a big garage, and it says in our contract that we have to wash it once every year. It's a pretty big job that takes two people 10 hours to do. Even then, our company washes it twice every year instead of once every year, and as a result, no one remembers that technically we only have to wash it once a year. About a month had passed since the last time we washed the garage, and we got this phone call. I said, hello, this is company customer service. This is Jenny speaking. How may I help you? What the hell is going on here? I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, ma'am. The effing garage, you idiot. It's dirty and making my car dirty. 
Well, the contract says that we need to wash the garage once a year, and... I don't effing care about your BS excuses. It needs to be washed twice a month if you idiots can manage it. But, ma'am, that's gonna cost... I don't effing care. Just get it done. And she hangs up on me. Since she did have the authority to make this kind of call, I decided to take her request seriously. I knew that it was an absolutely ridiculous request, and it would 100% bite her in the butt at some point. I talked to my boss, and he gave me the green light. I confirmed her request via email because I wanted to cover my butt and have the order in writing. Now, typically, washing a garage of this size costs about 1,000 to 1,500 euros when it's embedded inside of a bigger contract. But since this was extra work, it cost a lot more. So every month, we build them for about 5,000 euros more than usual. I don't know how it took them so long to notice, but after three months, they noticed their costs had dramatically increased. Obviously, many of the other building's residents had asked us, why are you washing the garage twice a month now? It was a pretty big inconvenience to them since they all had to move their cars. We just answered that it's a new policy of the chairman of the board. When the board finally noticed, they contacted our CEO and me. We explained the situation, and the woman tried to cause a big fuss calling us liars. I wish I could have seen her face when I sent her and the whole board a copy of the email, in which she had, with quite colorful wording, demanded us to wash the garage twice a month in writing. She wrote, I don't care about the costs, try to effing understand. She was immediately replaced on the board and no longer has any say about the building's affairs. Most of the other people in the apartment building know that she's a colossal grunt. Me and my coworkers absolutely loved it. We have a statement prepared for every time she calls about something other than her own apartment. Sorry, ma'am, but we've been informed that you no longer have any say regarding the business of the apartment building. If, however, you have a problem regarding your own apartment, feel free to contact us again. This drives her absolutely insane. I'm pretty sure she's gonna murder one of us, but it is so worth it. Down in the comments, we have this story from Technos. One of my brother's old bosses pulled the same thing. He missed an entire afternoon of landscaping work because one of his employees drove a trailer over his foot. And by the time that he was out of his emergency, he had something like 20 pages of work waiting for him. Every single one of those pages was just from one douchebag, president of a dinky little homeowners association. When he got back to his office, his answering machine was basically the same story. Dozens of messages from the HOA president, culminating in an angry message full of name-calling and demands. Mr. HOA president wanted our next appointment to be free. He didn't like how long the grass was, even after it had been cut, and the edges were getting shaggy, etc. And here's the kicker. He said, I expect you out here first thing in the morning to get everything back up to spec, and I don't care if you have to have people every day of the week to keep it exactly that way. So what did my boss do? He popped the answering machine tape in a drawer, and he scheduled a crew to mow and trim every single day. At the end of the month, the bill that my boss sent this douchebag was $1,700 instead of $250. This made the HOA treasurer flip out so hard that she actually showed up to my boss's office. So, my boss played her the tape. Our next Reddit post is from Can3. I was working for a smallish company, about 60 employees across several locations. I was doing IT support for hardware and software. 
When I was hired just under nine years ago, it was verbally agreed that instead of clocking any callouts as overtime, I would just take the time in lieu. Callouts were always minimal, and there were never any issues with me taking the time here and there to make up for it. If I ever had calls in the middle of the night, they were quickly resolved, and I had no problem getting back to sleep. This worked well for most of my entire time there. I also always started early, depending on when I left the house, got into the office, and got my coffee. So, by the time I started work, I could start anywhere between 5 minutes and 30 minutes early. I just didn't really care. It never bothered me. They got some free hours out of me, but I didn't really care because, honestly, what else did I have to do? Overall, it was a great job. Until it wasn't. One weekend, I was working on some hardware maintenance. This was understood, approved in advance, and appreciated. The following week, I decided to take time off to compensate for those overtime hours. I still came in early, but I started leaving an hour early for my regular end time every day if there was nothing else going on. I left one hour early for the first four days. On Friday, my boss comes to me and gently says, People notice that you've been leaving early this week. I'd like to make sure you stay in your office until your scheduled end of day in case someone needs you. I explained to him that I was taking time off because I did overtime, and he just reiterated that it looks bad to others. Seriously? You can't tell the other people that I've worked over 40 hours a week and I'm taking off early to compensate? Fine. Cue the malicious compliance. I immediately submitted four hours of overtime for my remaining overtime that I hadn't taken off yet. I still showed up at the office whenever I got there, but I didn't start any work until 8 a.m. If they asked me, I would say, sure, I started at 8 a.m. If I ever got a call outside of office hours, depending on how long I spent on the issue, I logged it as overtime. A user calls me at 7 p.m. to ask a question, I answer him in 30 seconds and log one hour of overtime. When my boss then started asking, how come you're submitting all this overtime? I responded with the simple, some people don't understand or like me taking loo time, so I need to claim it as overtime since I'm at my desk 8 to 4. Because I wasn't available at his beck and call, it ended up costing them more money. 95% of my job could be done from home because of full remote access. But that stupid old school mentality means that people in the office need to see you at your desk all day long. I left the company very shortly after that for a much better paying job with full work from home. Our next Reddit post is from Dragonfire Kitten. I used to work in a trade shop run by a great boss, and everyone got along great, except for one of the department heads. Let's call them B. For reasons unrelated to this story, the boss decided to sell the shop to B, and after that, the majority of the staff quit within months, leaving us understaffed. I naively decided to stick it out, and I assumed that B would hire more people to fill the empty positions, but they didn't. We went from a 15-person company down to a 5-person company within a year, and that also includes the 6 people who turned over. One of the many, many issues that developed was B's inability to schedule or think through actions to the end and plan ahead. During the two years that I worked there under my previous boss, I came in 10 to 15 minutes early due to the nature of my commute. I'd come in, unload my stuff, make some coffee, small talk with my coworkers, but never really started work until everyone scheduled start time. When B took over, the moment you stepped into the shop, B immediately started barking orders at you regardless of if you were in the building 15 to 20 minutes early. When I would point out that we technically weren't on the clock yet for another 15 to 20 minutes and I wanted to make coffee, B would just snap at me, telling me to do it right now because of some stupid reason. 
So after that, I started to just wait in my car and bring in my coffee from home. I would only walk into the building as the last minute was changing. I was technically never late to work, and I was ready to work the moment I stepped through the door. I don't know if B caught on, but the rest of the staff did and they followed suit, especially since I told them to. For the remaining months that I lasted there, all of my coworkers would still often show up early to work, but still wait in their vehicles. At some point, one of them had a minivan and we started just hanging out in there as a group. Anytime a new person joined, we would warn them what would happen if they came in early. It's been several years since I worked there, and I don't know any of the current staff besides B. One day, I happened to be nearby my old shop at around the time that it would open, so I went over to the parking lot to see what was up. Like clockwork, a minute before the shop was scheduled to open, about six people got out of their vehicles and hit it in. I may not work there anymore, but it's nice to see that my resistance still exists. Our next Reddit post is from C somewhere. This happened a few years ago, but I'm still salty about it. I was doing out-of-school care with kids. Also, at the time, my grandma's health was going downhill. I informed my work that in the near future, I would need to take some time off and drive the 12 hours to my hometown to see my family. I got a call a few weeks later that the time was coming and I needed to say my goodbyes. I told my work and at first they were fine. Then, when I got to my hometown, my grandmother passed away. I was very close with her and I took it very hard. My work told me I could take three unpaid days off and I had to come back in after that. Now, keep in mind, this is a childcare company that values religion and family. I told them that I wasn't mentally ready to come back, that I didn't want to deal with all these kids' questions, and even when you try to hide your sadness, the kids know. They're so smart. So I went to a walk-in clinic and explained my situation to my doctor, who was beyond pissed that she even needed to write a note for me to take time off. I told her a week should be fine. She said, I'll write you two weeks just in case. I emailed a copy of the doctor's note to my work and took the full two weeks. They were so salty after I came back. Don't sit there and praise your amazing family values when you don't have basic human decency. Down in the comments, we have a similar story from Sailing Spark. A friend of mine worked for a religious nursing home. His grandmother lived with them. When she died, he wasn't allowed to take time off because she was an immediate family. His choice was to go to work or get fired. This same place went into lockdown after a snowstorm. One of the nurses lived only a block away, and she had some young, like early teen to 10-year-old kids at home alone. After working 48 hours straight, she wanted to go home, get changed, and make sure her kids were okay. She was told that if she walked out the door, she would get fired. She walked. Our next Reddit post is from Little Snuglet. Months ago, I was in charge of overseeing a transfer of ownership for a bakery. My primary duties were teaching the new staff how to use the equipment. Everything was going well for the most part. The new owners were all receptive and willing to learn. Then, one day during the two-week training session, the newly hired pastry chef comes in and I was asked to train him. This is where the fun begins. I said, so let me show you how to use the oven. It's imported so it can be temperamental. The pastry chef said, I graduated from Le Cordon Bleu. I don't need your help. Have you had formal training in baking? No, I haven't, and I have no doubt that you're a capable baker. However, the oven can be temperamental. I'm just here to give you tips. I don't need your help. 
I've been trained to bake on many types of ovens. This is no different. I'll be fine. Okay, I understand. However, the owners have asked for a demonstration. They would like to see a batch of cookies and croissants. The ingredients are over there. The owner said, Have you taught the new guy how to use the oven? I said, I tried to, but he said that he's fine and he doesn't need my help. Okay, let's see how he does. A few hours go by and we come back to two batches of charcoal. The owner said, What happened to the croissants and cookies? I don't know. I followed my recipe exactly. It must be the oven. I don't think so. The oven has been repaired and maintained. There's nothing wrong with it. Did you follow the pointers that he gave you? Of course I did. I pointed out, no, you didn't. If you hadn't brushed me off so quickly, then you would have learned that the oven is imported, so it uses Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Also, the bottom burner runs a few degrees hotter than the top, so you need to either use a baking sheet or double pan the pastries to avoid this. I swear, the absolute arrogance of some people. Our next Reddit post is from Canadutchian. As a unionized employee, I get every third Friday off. On one such Friday, I'm playing some video games and I get a text from my boss. I know it's your day off, but whatever, it's easy to ignore his text. But then I get a second text, and after I ignore that, I get a phone call. My boss tells me, I know it's your day off, but our phones are down. I tell him, no worries, I'll handle it. We hang up and I call our phone provider. I'm the IT expert and the contact there, and this isn't my first call ever to them, so I literally have their service department saved in my phone. I call, register the problem, and they say they'll look into it. I provide them my boss's name and extension, and I tell them to call him when it's fixed. I then call my boss back to let him know that they'll call him back ASAP. But now for the malicious compliance bit. Our contract stipulates a minimum call in of four hours, meaning that you cannot pay me less than four hours for one day's work. If you call me in for one hour and send me home, I get four hours of pay. But wait, there's more. We also have an overtime clause that pays overtime at 150%. And lastly, we have a clause that says all overtime must be approved by the boss. Otherwise, I get free vacation time. Combine all that into a delightful batch, and from a 10-minute phone call, I get 6 hours in bank time off. I went right back to my video games, filled out my timesheet the week after, and I wrote down that I know it's your day off, but implies consent for overtime. So, I get almost an entire day off in exchange for a 10-minute phone call? Thank you very much. That was r slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.